And hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Hear Our Story, episode three. I'm delighted to be joined by Magnus Willis. Magnus, hello. good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> Indeed, depending on what time you listen to this show, it could be the morning, the afternoon, the <laughs> night, but for us, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Wayne Madden, and of course, it is a pleasure and a privilege to be here once again talking about those stories within the story that is Hospitality and Hope. Now, as Hospitality and Hope are a charity, a leading charity, might I add, in South Tyneside, they do, like many other charities, have a board of trustees. And Magnus is privileged and honoured and is one of those that sits upon that board of trustees. And so I thought I'd, I'd start straight away, Magnus, by asking, what is a trustee? What, what does your role entail? Well, all, tra- all charities need to have a, a board of trustees. Um, trustees are like a, a board of directors in a in a um private company where trustees basically help in input on the the company um the charity strategy um but then try and ensure that it, it delivers on those things but equally it's it's important that there are certain um uh, legal uh, commitments that charities have for the charity commission etc which basically are important that the, the charity delivers on um and so that's our responsibility as well so it's about strategy and it's about governance and I mean, this is this is obviously an important role, which I have to say, when when someone sees the work that any given charity does, let alone hospitality or help, um, it it can be often the case that you don't necessarily see um, the work or the involvement of a trustee. No, you 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 generally won't. But I think that's that in some ways that's that's probably quite a good thing. The idea is, I suppose, that the the, the bits you see are the bits that the the, the, the day-to-day charity delivers, but meanwhile in the background, the, the trustees are making sure it all works appropriately, that the responsibilities are met, and then it's heading in the right direction. So, I mean, tell me then, um, how did you first get involved being a trustee at Hospitality and Hope? What sort of brought you towards the charity? Um, and indeed, uh, are you a trustee of any other organisations? Well, or? it's... a. Uh, um, I'll say it's, quite, it's by, there's, a, there's a long version and there's a short version. Um, <laughs> the, the, I'll go. With, I'll go. I'll go with probably a slightly longer version. Than, go for it. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I'm uh, currently. I live in London, um, but I was born in Newcastle. My mum is in a home in Gosforth, um, and uh, I've been in London for a long time. Um, but within the last two or three years, I've basically had more time. I had a business that I was lucky enough to sell, so I've basically got more time than uh, I would have had if I was, you know, full-time employed. Yes. Um, and I was uh, very keen with, I suppose, more time on my hands um, to be able to uh, get involved with with char- a charity uh, and charities in the Northeast. Um, I suppose that I was I've been in London for like thirty years. So from graduating, I basically went straight to London. So this is nineteen ninety two, and I've been in London ever since. Um, and over that period, shuttling back and forth to see mum and dad, and now just mum, there is ever greater sense of a of a of a disparity between the two places. Whilst London has become ever more. Ever, ever richer, ever better provided for in terms of public services, et cetera, et cetera, the Northeast hasn't fared quite so well. And so I think, as I said, now I've got more time on my hands. I'm uh, especially keen to try and do what I can to try and make things better for th- people in the Northeast. Um, so that's, the, uh, and 
specifically Hospitality and Hope, I I, I, I was introduced to Hospitality and Hope by an organisation called the Community Foundation, who Mm -hmm. are sort of federal organisation that basically have lots of local um, outposts, um, and they have access to relationships with lots of charities at grassroots level. And so I had a relationship with them, I was visiting charities with them, and I thought, I don't want to do, just visit charities with you. I want to go and do some more. And they then put me in touch with Hospitality and Hope, who were on the lookout for, for trustees. And I was interviewed and <laughs> uh, met, the, met the existing trustees and then got invited to join the trustee board. And mm-hmm. so, and that was, uh, I'm going to say, like 18 months ago. So July 2022, that would oh, okay. be. So, okay. I'm not that long-standing, I don't know. I mean, these things often come in three-year blocks, um, so I'm sort of halfway through officially, but I don't imagine that I'll be giving up any time soon. I was going to say to you, was that sort of, was that your commitment in the sense of saying, look, after the three years, I'm done, or would you like to see yourself longer? Yeah. I'm, I'm putting you a bit on the spot there, but... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 it's... I'd probably say that three years isn't enough in yeah. some ways. So I, I feel that I'm sort of getting my getting up to speed, getting ahead of steam now. I mean, again, I haven't been a trustee of, an, of another charity. I'm, I'm on, I'm on, you know, boards of other things. Yes. Um, and advisors of other organisations. But this is the only charity I'm a trustee of. And it takes a while to get fully get your bearings and to understand how the charity operates and what the role is. And just but partly because you only have um, trustees meetings every two months. Yes. And so you, it takes a while to sort of get your, I say get your bearings. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really excited by it. I think that this is, I mean, it's a, it's a really good role, but it's a really good role in a really good charity at a really good time of its life. Mm. Because, I mean, we all know that the, the need for, for what charity, for, for what Hospitality and Hope does is getting ever greater. But I feel that our ability to, to have a positive impact in addressing those things is getting, is getting ever greater as well. I feel we, we're in a really good place as a charity. Um, and I wouldn't want to, mm. you know, get off the horse now or anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's definitely worth commenting. Um, and I was going to say just coincidentally before I do that, you mentioned that you moved away to London in 1992 when yeah. you, when you graduated. Yeah. And I was going to say as a lifelong fan of Newcastle, you'll be aware that that's when Sunderland were granted city <laughs> status. Um, but the least we talk about that, yeah. the better. Um, but no, it, 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 I have to say for hospitality and hope, there's a lot more, um, and not only an involvement, I, it has not always been my own personal experience that trustees are more less seen, less heard. Mm. Whereas with Hospitality and Hope, it's very much that kind of you get to know very, and, and certainly I've, what, about five and a half, six months, but in the time I've been here, have got to know and meet all of the trustees. Mm. It's not been a case of sort of saying, well, you know, no, no, we just keep them hidden away and you don't need to worry about that. And only he speaks to them or she speaks to them. It's very much a case of everyone comes in uh, like a family and gets I think, involved. I think that's right. I mean, I think, again, I think there are probably, there are, it'll work differently in different charities and charities are different, are different, different scales. But there, are, there obviously is the sort of textbook version of trustees who basically stand apart. Yes. And then there's basically the what in the in the commercial world would be called the executive group who do all the day-to-day stuff the nature of charities in general and, and the size of this one means that it's got a slightly more all hands on deck feeling about it so there's a sort of 
you know, if we if a call will go out, we've, all the trustees have got a WhatsApp group, oh, and wow. so okay. so so there'll be like, does anyone know anyone who can help with this? Mm-hmm. And there'll be chatter. You know, there's a load of so so it's not like it's two months, you know, focused on a meeting and then you disappear. That it's an ongoing part of what we of, of one's. Oh, sorry, it's not daily, but it, but it, there are these chats that are going on, yes. and I, I'm conscious that again, because I'm in I'm in the in the southeast, there are certain things that I can't do. But equally, that that I think I'm, I'm currently the only one who's not based in the region. Yes, um, and so there are practical things that people who are lo- the local trustees can absolutely help with. So, yes. yeah, it's uh, it, and I think in some ways it's a good thing, so long as we don't get confused about, you know, you know, or don't lose sight of our role as, you know, trustees, rather we're not in the day-to-day. But if we can help, then of course we... Of course we will. I mean, I, you know, in fairness, uh, and I'm just saying none of the other trustees have taken a train from London purposely to do a podcast. So, I mean, that makes you my favourite. My, I mean. oh, well, my pleasure. My pleasure. I, and, and I was, I was going to say as well, in terms of sort of that involvement, um, there are always those, those ever-increasing opportunities. Um, talk me through, though, sort of the mindset of, so as somebody who... Obviously, as you say, was born in the region, graduated. Yep. You went to London yep. uh, in seek of fame and fortune, where the streets are paved with gold. <laughs> if you believe Dick Whittington and his cast, no, no, uh, yeah, but, but but yes, where opportunities were. But, but that sort of that Absolutely. sort of mindset, pre- you know, predicate for a long time. And I'm just sort of, do you ever kind of, do you ever think about it actually, or do you th- if you think about it now and take stock and sort of say? Hang on, how fundamentally important was it for you to give something back to the Northeast? Um, it's giving back to. I, I think there's a, there's a bit of it that's that. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's part of it which is, I suppose, I, I know I feel I'm not the only person who has who has grown up in the Northeast and headed to to the Southeast because that's a it's a familiar flow. Yes, it's a yeah, familiar flow. yeah, absolutely. Um, but throughout those thirty years, I've always said, well, I'm. I live in London. I'm from Newcastle. Yes, and so regardless of how where I spend my time, mm-hmm. that my heart, not to be too sappy about it all, uh, is here. Um, and also, my parents were here. So throughout yes. all that time, I was, I, and I feel very much um, connected to and wanting the best for the north, the northeast, mm-hmm. um, and. I kind of feel that that I do feel. I mean, again, you can get quite political about this, where you feel that some parts of the country have been given a better hand than others, mm. and there's a sort of sense. I don't see it so much as about about giving back to. I just see a sense of a part of the world that's really cl- that I'm really close to, and I feel has been hard done by, and wanting to do my bit to try and. I mean, in a small way, try and reconcile that to some degree. I mean, I would say, obviously, leaving politics aside more, but from a football point of view, I'm presuming that's why you've stayed such a heartland. No, in all, in all yeah. seriousness, such a fan of Newcastle United. Uh, and uh, Well, think, I mean, yeah. again, these are the... Yes, throughout, one is always... When you're in London, there is a whole thing about, you know, who who am I, where, where do I fit? Am I a Londoner or not? I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've got children who are basically born in London and have grown up in London so me trying to top them up with a bit of Geordie yes and my, my yes. mum's Scottish so to, you know so they feel that they are there's a bit of that in them where they're actually from from not just where they live yes um and the football team is a very tangible way of basically going okay 
that's a sort of it's it's a badge. It's a, literally a badge. So I will obviously, well, who do you support? Well, obviously it's Newcastle United, and so they go, oh, that's, and so it's an important part of who I am. And I've you know I've been to I was in I went to Paris this year to the PSG game, and oh, twenty years ago went to you know. I try and go to you know went to went to Barcelona and Milan in the late nineties, early noughties, and try and go to away games when I can. Um, and there is a also I'm also part of the Newcastle United Supporters Club London gang, ever ever bigger gang. <laughs> um, and so those are again they're, they're sort of similar in that they are bits that connect. They are things that connect you with the place of your birth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the the work that the charity does, um, we, we obviously know it's wide reaching. There are so many different elements, the supported living, the community yep. shops, the food banks, um, and, and many others besides yep. in terms of the individual grants or whatnot. Uh, do you sort of tend to gravitate towards certain interests in certain areas given your own yeah. experience and specialties uh, uh, probably less in terms of what what the charity does in terms of the the uh areas that's in like you like you mentioned yes. this is the food back less to do with that i mean i'm involved in all of those sorts of things of an equal measure um i suppose that i would probably if there are areas that i would go back to they're the things that i suppose i can bring which i have experience of in my professional mm -hmm. life um and so uh my work my professional life involved time in advertising advertising agency um and and my role there was about market research and you know messaging and communications um uh and then the company that i my friends and i set up that was again much a lot about market research brand strategy um, and so I would basically, in terms of the, our development of, of, as an organization, would be those things. So there's a research bit, there's a marketing and communications bit, but there's also a growing a business bit yes. or growing an organization yes. bit. So uh, I would, um, the, the company that I was fortunate enough to grow and sell, we started with two of us and ended up with 70 or 80 of us. Yeah. And we opened offices in, in Stockholm and in New York, and it was a it was a it was a it was a big thing. Yes, uh, not as big as some, you know, but it was it was a sizable operation. And yeah, and I would I think that the the, the challenges of growing from from you know two blokes in a box with laptops yes. to be a yes. to be a proper you know uh, an organization with a reputation with clients and infrastructure and all those sorts of things. I would I I like to think that that bit that if you like there are the the third pillar yes the pillar, third thing area I can help with that would be something um, mm -hmm. where it's about things like strategy and about leadership and about communications but it's also about infrastructure to make sure we've got the right IT systems and finance and all those sorts of things because yeah the, what you need as a as a, as, a, as an organisation grows inevitably evolves and you need to make sure that those infrastructural things are sort of ready for the for the for the uh, to, to to support the aspirations of the of the charity so those are the sort of the three big areas and you know you and i've we talked about the website we've talked about yes, some of those sorts yes. of things so so some of those things that i i would i'm hoping that i mean i think that, that we've you know we're at a it's a it's a journey we're on a journey and we haven't got to where we want to get to on you know but I feel that those are the three areas probably that I feel I can probably help and sort of I'm helping most yes. actively. With. Yes, absolutely. Um, and 
you know, I was, I was involved with a previous CEO right from the strategy this time last year. So that sort of stuff. But yes, yes. I'm, but, but it's, I'm, I'm, le- I'm not, um, I'm not into, going back to your original question, I'm not into any of the specifics of the, the specific, I'm not, I don't err uh, towards more to the food bank yeah. rather than the community shops, etc. I, all of that is just, I mean. It's, it's interesting. I mean, when you say about sort of advertising, marketing, communications, as you know yourself, I mean, it has never been more important for any business yeah. to have a voice. And I mean, even something that we're doing right now, talking on a podcast and mm. sort of stepping back and looking at that is somewhat unusual from a standpoint of this just did not happen five, 10 years ago. And nobody would have sort of dreamed that nowadays there are just hundreds of thousands of podcasts and millions of hours of material out yeah. there. And so from again, from a marketing perspective, people want to see more. And and what I've always been fascinated about, especially when it comes to hospitality and hope, is this idea, this story that they tell me of the founder, Amelia, effectively standing in a car park one night, handing hot meals yeah. from the back of a vehicle. Yeah. And that's where it started from. And then 20 plus years later, you've still got this legacy that you're continuing to build on. You haven't gone, well, we've reached the ceiling, let's just keep it going. You're continuing to build on because probably more than anything, I think it's important to say that businesses need to constantly evolve. You can't just sort of, if you hit a ceiling, sell up and go home in a sense. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think it. I think there are, I mean, there's a, there's a lot there, but I think there's, there, is a, there is a need to be focused on where you're going. Um, yes. And... How are you going to get there? And this is one of those things where you, where for, as a charity that starts, like you say, soup kitchen, yes. you know, this nice lady yes. in, a, in a in a car park, into an organisation now that has got you know employees, has yes. got responsibilities, yeah. has got you know it's got proper strategy. We've got priorities. We're looking to do things, what I would say, properly. Mm-hmm. You know, and that means we're going to be we're going to be disciplined about the things we believe that we should do but equally disciplined about the things we shouldn't do yes and we will be we will work out and be specific about how we will achieve the things we want to achieve and that's true at every level that's true in terms of how we use marketing in you know is it in the service of building the profile so that we can have a greater influence on south tide council is it about communicating with would-be donors you know there's a whole load there's a whole load there are loads of things that we need to you know be professional about if we want to have the impact we we want we want to mm-hmm. um and so again that's one of those things that i i feel that and as any business evolves you inevitably you start quite opportunistically you start going well this here's an opportunity let's let's do that that looks there's a need there let's do that you know you can be quite uh, scattergun and quite distracted, um, and and I think we just need to. And it's true. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a definitely a function of our scale. There's a real need to be really focused on. Well, we exist for these reasons. We exist to have this benefit amongst these people in these areas, because um, there's always more need than you have the 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 ability to to satisfy. Yes. Um, so focus, I think, is really. Is important in all that. Well, this is this is unfortunately the case. I mean, I was I was literally reading, sort of, you know, having having worked quite a lot around the food bank within hospitality and hope is is one of the primary functions of what I've been doing here, as well as looking to other areas. But 
you know, you sort of think to yourself, well, maybe the problem, the issue, the wider issue of deprivation is actually getting better. But actually, unfortunately, as of January 2024, a report published by the United Nations, I found it quite fascinating that it indicated that unfortunately, um, many, many people up to uh, quite a high percentage of the world's population is living in extreme poverty. And what they would mean in extreme poverty is subsisting on the equivalent of a dollar ninety cent a day. Mm. And it's that kind of thing where you realize that the longer things go on, yeah. actually that gap between rich and poor is yes. is widening. That gulf is deepening. And and as I say, that's why we obviously try and do as much as we can within our borough. But it's more a case of kind of looking at others, I think, in other boroughs and other places and sort of both sharing best practice, but also kind of hoping that others can join up and link a chain, really. Yeah, I I think that that's absolutely right. I think that you do, you always believe that... um, Lots of lots of charitable good works, let's call them in general, are delivered at a local level, and lot and there are, there are many charities I think like ours that probably have grown up like yes. ours did out of a, out of a, a soup kitchen, um, and and therefore there there have to be ways identifying ways of finding kindred spirits across the country who who do that because that that actually enables you I think probably to benefit from like it buying power but some economies of scale you imagine and potentially having a greater impact on government or whoever but yes. um, again it's another thing to add to our ceo's list indeed indeed <laughs> um and we should mention um I, I suppose i'll be it briefly um and i will you know the intent is to have our new ceo peter on a future show yeah but it should be said that that Peter's history with hospitality and hope is, dare I say, it slightly similar to yours, and that he was also on the board. Yes, he was on the board as yes. well. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, the thing is, I mean, he's um he is local. I mean, he lives locally. Um, I think the, another interesting thing about him, I think, is that he's he 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 comes from the commercial world, mm-hmm. and again, his predecessor Brian Brian was a, a I mean, he did, he was on the first podcast. Indeed, so yes, absolutely. He was an absolute, He was a real legend um but and his and his background was uh, in in the in the public sector so he was yes. a former yes. um he worked in the in the well in the police broadly i think in 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 cleveland and so I, and again i think that as 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 the as the charity evolves it's really good in some ways to have that variety as one uh, because the that i think the the third sector, as it's grand voluntary sector or charitable sector, what you want to call it, benefiting as a as a as a sector from people who have um, experience outside. So whether it's the private sector, as I do, and as like Peter does, or the public sector, as Brian had, that re- that enables all sorts of new ideas and new ways of behaving to come into the come into the the um the organization yes um because yes. there's a because i think that there's a clearly brian had a he understood the way that local better understanding than me maybe better than peter as well about how local government works yes yes and so he knew how yeah. all that you know and i mean i've got no idea you know i, I, I and and but again he's gone in there so our charity now has a reputation as you know a player yeah. Within, the, within the local yeah, council, yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's in some ways not just thanks to Brian's endeavours, but also to do with he's a, you know, he knew he knew the lay of the land and knew how to, he knew how to play it, 
uh, and did it brilliantly. And so he brought some things. I think that Peter will bring other things, but building on what Brian did. And so I think I, I feel that 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 breadth of experience, I think, is is a is a really good thing. Oh, yeah, really absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. Well, um, there is there is a couple of final questions. And I know, don't, don't worry, we are we are nearly there. We are nearly finished. Are you I saying don't no worry to me or do, do, yeah, yeah. to the listeners? No, no, no. No, I was, <laughs> no, no, I was saying don't worry to you. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, li the listeners, the listeners are enjoying this. Uh, almost, you're going to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this, this beautiful, uh, this cacophonous symphony uh, for their ears. There of we course, go. there you go. Perfect. Um, so I thought we'd try something a little bit different, which we're going to try and make a regular section of the show. And it's kind of like an idea that goes back to a desert island disc thing. So imagine yeah. if you can, Magnus, that you have been stranded yeah. on a desert island. Now, bearing that inside, let's say that you have access to all the accoutrements to make this work. But ultimately, <laughs> you can have either. And there are, there are three choices, okay. right? Three choices. So you can have either a TV show or a film, and then accompanying that, a book or a publication, and then accompanying that either um, uh, songs by an artist or a particular album. And it's just really, I'm wondering what's in that chest of luggage. So you've been washed up ashore, but your luggage is saved. What's in your luggage? What okay. what film will you be watching? What will you be reading? What TV show, etc. Okay, yeah, yeah. so... Um some of these go back to the, the earliest. Some my first ever yes. album. Okay. LP. Yeah. Um, was an album by Blondie called Parallel Lines. Was it really? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I was fortunate because I had some quite I had some quite cool cousins who were older than me, and so it, it's always been a thing that I've always uh, I've always been rather than going it's sort of a, a sort of one of those sort of greatest hits or a, anyway. Yes. So it would be, the, the music would be, would be Parallel Lines by Blondie. Um, it's got so much energy, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for that sort of sound. And it's got some great tracks on there, and it's kind of weird in some ways as well. So mm -hmm. there's a brilliant song called 11:59 on there, which I which is always underrated, I think, and it's mm -hmm. it's great. Um, what was the so a film? So a film or a TV show? So I'm giving people because I think I think there's been okay. an advent of media where when you think of TV shows like Breaking Bad, they're almost like films within themselves. So yes. it's up to how, what would you like to choose? Oh. Well, I mean, I, I, having worked in advertising, I loved Mad Men back in the day. So Mad Men is extraordinary. As a film, though, I probably would have to choose Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Right. So right. I, when, I was at, when I was at university, I, I studied geography and I was really into cultural geography and and... Do the yes. right, do the right yes. thing is a film which is basically um, Spike Lee, so a famous um, African American director, probably his his greatest work, um, and it's basically set in Brooklyn on the hottest day of the year, and it's just uh, vivid. I mean, I sort of I, I can't can't quite recite it word for word, but I did I, I did a whole piece at university about that, so that would probably be. This seems like I'm basically harking back to my days when I was in my first album. My but first. I mean, n nostalgia is a great Still, tool, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm thinking what what what's the, what was the other thing? What, what, so, um, a, a book or a publication. So whether there's a particular magazine like the New Yorker, or whether oh, well, I, I, there's a book like Wuthering Heights okay. or something. You know? Um, uh, I would. Uh, the book would be a book of um. 
Alexander McQueen. Alexander McQueen did a um, a show in the v- the VNA. I think it might have gone to New York as well, called Savage Beauty. Okay, absolutely stunning. It's basically the most extraordinary, eye popping um, exhibition. And there's a book of it, which is, I mean, he's just a genius. Um, so a pic. There we go. A picture book. Um, so I'm, I'm, that's all right, isn't that? So yeah, that's I've got fine. Parallel yeah. lines, do the right thing, and savage. I think it's called Savage Beauty. Okay. Anyway, interesting. Yeah. Nice. So um, so that's so probably yeah. You probably there's a lot of I'm quite Amer- Americana. There's a bit yes. of Americana yes. about me probably, um, and I like those sorts of culturally things. I'm quite a sucker for. I'm gonna have to uh, on the way home this evening. I'm gonna have to to listen. I was when you were saying about Debbie Harry. I was there thinking <sighs> Maria. Oh, it's just Maria yeah. is one of the finest Blondie tracks. Yeah. In, I mean, not to say that, like, you know, hanging on the telephone is another one of you my... See, per- yeah. So, so get, yeah. get your teeth into that. Yeah. Get your teeth into so that. So there you go. Um, time, timeless. Absolutely but don't timeless. don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. Magnus will be rescued. He won't be left on the <laughs> island. He will be rescued Thank in you, good Wayne. time to allow him to return to his phenomenal work on the board of trustees with hospitality and hope and indeed it brings us uh nicely towards the end of our program but uh if you out there would like to learn more about hospitality and hope not only can you listen to the previous episodes but you can also of course get to our website our social media it's hospitalityandhope.org.uk and indeed much social media such as facebook um x formerly twitter uh instagram and everywhere else you get your social media you will find us there with the latest updates and Indeed, we will look forward to to hearing you. Uh, no, well, I should say you will look forward to hearing me on another episode of Hear Our Story. Indeed, where we'll be joined by another distinguished guest. In the meantime, Magnus, thank you so much for your company. My pleasure, Wayne. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care.